Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the Taiwanese BL drama series Plus and Minus Episode 5. This episode opens with the the crazy fight scene regarding Mr. Key and his evil minions with baseball bats who are trying to kill Zan. I'm going... Just doesn't make a lot of sense to Anna. I'm sorry. It's like, no, this is crazy. But anyway, Fuligan comes to Zan and his sister's aid. Both Zan and Fuligan vanquish the bad guys who are then caught by the police, handcuffed, hauled away. They have to go file the police report, then take Fuligang to the hospital because he put his body in front of the baseball bat so that Zan would not be hit. And Zan is really troubled by the fact that Fuligong got hurt because of him. And so they go to Zan's dad's restaurant and eat dinner with Zan's dad. Um, Fuligong's dad is there as well. And Fuligong's sister, although Fuligong's dad has to um, leave to go take care of some work things. So he says, Zan, please take care of Fuligong because he's hurt. And and Zhang's like, of course, I'm going to take care of Fuligong. So he he's Fuligong his food, even though Fuligong really wants to eat his own food with his own chopsticks, even though his hand isn't working quite right. And they go back to the apartment. Um, Fuligong then is working on his computer and trying to get a drink, and he can't get the lid off the container. So Zing helps him to get the lid off the container, and then says, um, Fuligang says, aren't you going to go take a shower? And he's like, oh, yes, I'm going to go take a shower. Well, Zing comes back out with a towel on his shoulder, not wearing a shirt. And he's like, and Fuligang's going, why are you out here? And Zing's going, well, I thought you might need help taking a shower. And, and Fuligang's like, no, I don't need help taking a shower. I am quite capable, even with a fractured bone in my arm, of taking my own shower. And Zing's like, but I could help you scrub your back. And, and Fuligang's going, I am quite fine. I don't need any help scrubbing my back. Thank you very much. <laughs> so anyway, Zing goes back into the bathroom. You then see later that evening, um, Fuligong has gone and taken his shower, and he's coming out and trying to dry his hair, and he sees that Zing has fallen asleep on the couch. And he says, now who is really taking care of who? And he puts a little blanket over Zing so he can sleep more comfortably, and Zing goes, I will always be there in his sleep. And Fuligong's going, this guy is adorable, although he really is a, a pain in the neck sometimes. So anyway, that's kind of where this episode has them. And then we go to Mr. Lai and Yuki, who Mr. Lai has come downstairs to the pub when it's not open. And Yuki's there putting in soundproof batting in the ceiling to make sure that there is no sound to bother Mr. Lai. And Mr. Lai's like, oh, this is nice. Anyway, he and Yuki start talking. As they're talking, Yuki makes um, Mr. Lai a drink. And Mr. Lai's going, I don't like alcohol. And Yuki goes, well, this drink is called Hello, Nice to Meet You. And it doesn't taste like alcohol. So you might like this one. So anyway, Mr. Lai and Yuki start talking. And... 
Yuki asks Mr. Lai if he has any hobbies, and Mr. Lai goes, well, I love, I love coffee. You can grind the beans, and the way that you brew it will give you an, a new taste, and it's, and you can just see he's like, he has finally hit upon something that Mr. Lai gets really animated about. But before Mr. Lai starts talking about his hobbies, you have this really sad part where when Mr. Lai is first drinking the drink Yuki makes him, he goes, you must think I'm a very dull person. And, and Yuki goes, what do you mean? And Mr. Lai's saying it with a smile, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dull. And Yuki goes, what do you mean? And he says, well, my, my wife said I was dull. That's why she, she left, because I did the same thing every day. And it was just too much for her. And Yuki goes, basically, he's like, um, okay. And Mr. Lai goes, and he says, are, are you okay that you and your wife divorced? And he says, well, we're, we're still good friends, and we have Lele. But he said, I think it would have been wrong just to marry to her because, oh, shoot, my alarm go off. Because if I would have stayed married to her, then she would have been bored with me. And so he goes, I wouldn't want her to be bored with me because that wouldn't be fair to her. So it's better to break up with someone rather than have them stay in a relationship they don't feel happy in. He said, so that's what I did. And Yuki, and he said, but the main thing is I'm there for my daughter. And Yuki goes, well, if you really like coffee, then maybe you should open a coffee shop. And Mr. Lai goes, well, I want to make sure that I don't lose the memories I've had in the laundry shop. And if I start a new career now, I might not be able to take care of things as well for my daughter. And I'd lose all the memories from the laundry shop. And Yuki looks at him and goes, you really are a good dad, but maybe you need to take a little time for yourself on occasion. And Mr. Lai is like, well, yeah, maybe. And then Yuki looks at him and goes, did anyone tell you you have very pretty eyes? And Mr. Lai is going, uh, no, you can quit talking about that now. So anyway, they basically are talking and visiting over drinks. And Mr. Lai says, what are you drinking, Luke? And he says, this is the courage of the laundry shop owner. And Mr. Lai goes, well, this drink tastes very good, Yuki. Does all your drinks, do all your drinks taste like this? And the next thing you know is Yuki says, I'll, I'll make you another one. And that's where the scene ends. Well, the next morning, this is the only part of the entire series that isn't maybe the most kid-friendly of all of it. Although I do think it is an excellent thing to discuss with one's children on why we don't drink alcohol if we are not accustomed to it, because we might regret some of our decisions the next morning. Just saying, a great teachable moment. But anyway, Mr. Lai and Yuki wake up the next morning. And I think it's kind of funny, because it's like most people, if they were waking up next to someone they were not familiar with, would be a little um, disconcerted, I would say. Slightly, maybe. Some people would take and whop them because they'd be going, what in the world happened? Anyway, I'm just saying, but instead, Mr. Lai wakes up and Yuki's there beside him conked. And he's like, okay, this is different. And you can tell he's trying to register like, what's going on? Why is Yuki here beside me? And Yuki wakes up and goes, ohio, which means good morning in Japanese. And Yuki's like, and Mr. Lai goes, Ohio, yes, good morning. And he's like, what What happened? Why am I here? Why is Yuki here? Where are my glasses? And so Yuki gets Mr. Lai his glasses, and Mr. Lai is sitting there going, I think something happened. I'm not sure something happened. 
And he's trying to deal with that, with the fact that his doorbell is ringing off the hook. And so um, Yuki says, are you sure you don't want to go back to bed? It's still pretty early. And, and Mr. Lai's like, no, no, I, I need to, I need to go take care of the door. And he, and he talks to you, he goes, and, and don't leave because I need to ask you a question about what happened last night exactly. <laughs> and so Mr. Lai goes to the door and Fuli Gong and Zing are there trying to get their laundry taken care of. And Zing goes, you know, we thought maybe it was a public holiday since you weren't open, which is very unusual. And Mr. Lai goes, well, it's it's not that late. And he looks up and he goes, oh my, it's it's 1 p.m. in the in the afternoon almost. Why did they say it was it was early? And Zink is going, who? Who said it was early? And then you see Yuki has come out of the back room and he has slipped on a cardigan without buttoning it and he doesn't have a shirt on underneath it. And Zing goes, oh, I didn't realize you and Yuki were, you know, a thing. And, and Mr. Lai goes, um... We we just we had drinks and we were visiting last night and um um and and Yuki goes, Well, we, we fell asleep late, so that's why Mr. Lai's up late. And Zing is just kind of taking that bone and running with it and Fili Gong is sitting there going, Zing, we are leaving. We have taken care of our clothes issue, we are going now and he basically pulls Zing out. Zing is just being a total jerk. And then Mr. Lai turns to Yuki and he sees that his shirt is not buttoned all the way, which apparently really bothers Mr. Lai, because he's like, I don't want anyone seeing Yuki's chest. This is this is not okay. So he, he goes over and starts buttoning <laughs> Yuki's shirt. And I think it's funny because Yuki's sitting there with his cup of coffee, kind of smiling, going, why is, why is he buttoning my shirt? And he's going, and as he's buttoning Yuki's shirt, he says, um, what kind of relationship do we um, have? Because basically... He can't remember anything that happened after he had, hi, nice to meet you. So anyway, Yuki looks at him and goes, well, what kind of relationship do you, do you think we have? And, and then he looks at Mr. Lai and goes, do you, do you dislike me? And Mr. Lai goes, no, no, I don't, I don't dislike you. And then he gently puts him against the back wall of the front office. He goes, well, do you, do you like me? And you can tell. I think it's it's not a very... I mean, how do I say this? I shouldn't find this amusing, but I'm sitting there going, you know, people have the... I mean, this is one of the reasons, like, I've always, I always tell the kiddos, don't ever drink too much because you might do something that you sit there and go, oh, no, no, no. And this is one of those moments. It's like, yes, I think Yuki and Mr. Lai would have ended up together anyway, but... I really wish Mr. Lysik it wouldn't have started out this way because you can tell he's sitting there going, what What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? So anyway, but he's sitting there and, and Yuki says, well, do you, do you like me? And Mr. Lai gently kind of nods very quickly and he says, and Yuki goes, well, we should be together then. And Mr. Lai goes, that, that's, that's a very quick assumption, Yuki. I, I'm not sure about that. And he goes, well, if you, if you like someone, you should just be with him. And, and Mr. Lai says, um, I've, I've got to think about that, basically. And um, then he toodles off, but not before Yuki gives him a little um, peck on the forehead. And that's basically where this episode ends. I would still say you could definitely watch this with any age group, although you might want to skip the scene with Yuki and Mr. Life. You don't want to have that 
little convo about why it's not a good idea to drink if you're unaccustomed to drinking. I'm just saying. So anyway, if you don't want to have that convo with the kitties quite yet, maybe you want to skip this episode or part of this episode. At the very end of this episode, though, we have Sheely and Jinyu Zin from I Do Be Loved in House. They march into the divorce law center and say, I want a divorce. And I'm saying they're going, I just started laughing when I saw this episode for the first time. Because they went, I could so see these characters doing something this stupid because they are both so impetuous. I mean, no offense. That's the one thing I think when I finished I Do Be Loved in House, I'm going, they are a perfect couple. They really are perfect for one another. But especially she Lee could throw up his hands in the air one of the day that he gets exasperated and go, I want a divorce. I'm going, I could just so see him doing that. But actually seeing them both march to the um, to the divorce lawyers and go, I want a divorce. That was kind of funny because I'm sitting there going, the boys had an argument. The boys were going to fuss and fume and stomp around for a little bit. But by the end of the day, they will be back together going, why did we ever consider getting a divorce? And what's funny is that's exactly what happened at the end of episode seven. But anyway, oh, I could see the future. It was a blur. Uh, just yeah. Anyway, but I'm going, I found it interesting because I think that the the thing that I was left with with I Do Be Loved in House is it's one of my favorite Taiwanese dramas. It is not the same Qualibor as We Best Love. Okay, that one's up in the Parthenon. But this is like down the hill from the Parthenon. And it really did ask some good questions and make me think about things in my own life that I I really hadn't considered before, which for that reason alone, I do be loved in house will always have a special place in my heart because it's like, it does ask some good questions about relationships and why do people end up together and why do people not end up together? But anyway, at the end of I Do Be Loved in House, we're all supposed to believe that Jin Yuzin and Shili are happy and everything's going to be splendiferous. And I'm sitting there going, yes, they're happy. Yes, they are the perfect person for their person. But still, there are going to be moments when I'm sure both of them will drive each other up a wall. And if there's one thing that plus and minus shows about these two characters is I'm going... Yes, I could totally see them doing this. Now, I will say, as for those of you who have listened to IDB Lived in House Dose, the podcast I recently did, I don't see Shi Li taking it this far. I mean, in theory, I can see it happening. But in actuality, I really don't see his character doing that simply because I don't... Stop Google. I don't see... Shi Li putting Jin Yuzin in that kind of place because he knows Jin Yuzin has a terrible, terrible fear of being left, of being abandoned by the person who says they love them. And because of that, I don't see Shi Li, even in his most impetuous, angry, gnarly self, sitting there going, I'm having an argument with Jin Yuzin. I'm going to call it quits and get a divorce. Now, I see him sitting there and going and saying, Jin Yuzin, you're driving me up a wall. I need to go have some time in my my space and sort this out. And yeah, I can totally see him saying that. But I really am having a hard time. The one thing with plus and minus, other than the ludicrous baseball bat fight scene, 
is the fact that I really don't see Sheely putting Jin Yuzin in that place. Yes, I totally get Sheely is younger than Jin Yuzin, but I'm really kind of sick and tired of the whole portrayal of because one partner is younger, they're more childish. I'm going, that is not always true. I've met some partners who the younger one is actually way more mature than the older one, or they are both equally mature. So I think that's kind of a, what would we call it? A bias we need to rid ourselves with in the drama world, whether we're talking about BLs or other shows. But I think that the fact that we're showing this couple getting a divorce and that the reason is, is because they cannot get along and they're trying to see who is the dominant person in the relationship. I've been saying they're going, it's so archaic. Number one, no matter what kind of relationship we're talking about, to sit there and go, there is one person who is always the dominant person. I'm going, you're in a partnership. It's an equal partnership, or it should be. Or if it's unbalanced, maybe you need to, you know, go figure out how to balance it. But to sit there and go, that's why they are breaking up, is just kind of zany. Now, I do see Sheely, if Junior Zin ran out and was with somebody else, totally going for a divorce. I totally see that. But I'm going, aside from marital unfaithfulness, I really don't see Shi Li ever putting Jin Yuzin in the kind of position they have Shi Li and Jin Yuzin putting each other in, in this show. Now, I can see Jin Yuzin, his modus operandi, when things would get bad or be, oh no, Shi Li could leave me. Oh no, Shi Li could abandon me like my previous partner did. That I can totally see. But I do not see Shi Li ever going, or Jin Yuzin going out and getting a divorce on his own. And I certainly don't see Shi Li doing that. So that was one thing in this whole story that even though I sit there and went, this is funny. This is an interesting progression. This made me fall off the couch last thing because I'm going, the boys, the boys, the boys, the boys, the boys, the boys. The impetuousness. Yeah. I'm just sitting there going, I don't care who's responsible. Just apologize and, and, and resolve this conflict. But anyway, I still think a lot of problems could be resolved if someone just sat down and actually listened to both sides of the story and then just calmed down about things and had a cup of tea. But anyway, world peace. That's what we're working on here. Solved with tea. That would be good. But anyway, that's one side of the story that I just didn't see. Now, I did like seeing the characters again. I also like seeing, as we segue into episode 7, at the end of it, when Sheely and Jin Yuzin reconcile with one another, I really like that scene. But I still think it is entirely unbelievable, given the nature of the characters, that they would have gotten to that point. Because I just don't see Sheely putting Jin Yuzin through that, knowing as he does what Jin Yuzin went through with his previous partner. I totally get he could be aggravated some days. I totally get he could throw up his hands and go, ay, 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 ay. But I do not see him doing that to Jin Yuzin just because of what Jin Yuzin had already been through. I, yeah, don't see it happen. But that is my review of episode five of Plus and Minus, the Taiwanese BL drama. Again, you can watch this on Vicky Rukaton free of charge. If you pay for premium memberships, you get rid of all those annoying little ads, which is totally worth it. Check it at the round table. Bye.
Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar dot com. That's o n n a c a r r dot com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at onacar, and that's uppercase o and uppercase c, and it's o n n a c a r r. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.